Welcome to Solo Cleaning School. Are you ready to reshape your mindset and grow your solo cleaning business? Step into today's class with your guide, Ken Carfagno, so you can win for your family. Welcome back to the Solo Cleaning School podcast. What are your flies? I've been looking forward to sharing this episode with you, Solo Cleaning School, for a long time. I am going back into time to 1990 when I was 13 years old, a teenager, an ISO model trainee. It wasn't even in existence yet, but I started the process at 13. Oh, that's right. That summer in 1990, I got a job with the Movie Exchange. This is the company that was owned by my step-grandparents, Monty and Shelley Tibbetts. And I've mentioned them on prior episodes. Matter of fact, check out the episode Eat With Your Eyes First. That's my grandma Shelley. So I've mentioned her and that's who I'm talking about here. Papa Monty and Grandma Shelley were the only entrepreneurs in my teen years. They were very influential. But I have to admit, I never had the courage to ask them the real questions on business mindset that I should have. You know, hindsight is twenty twenty. Now that Pop-Up Monty is gone, we lost him about two years ago, I wish that I had asked more questions. But I can promise you, I learned a ton from them just by watching the way they lived and the way they treated others. First of all, they had some money. I didn't grow up with any money, so when I would go to their house and they had two Jags, in the driveway, that's Jaguars. They were very expensive cars. At least I thought they were a million dollars a piece. They owned a private plane. That's cool. They owned a boat, wave runners, and a beach house to put that boat and wave runners. They knew everyone. They belonged to the yacht club. They were foreign to the way that I grew up. I did not understand the way they lived. Secondly, they had beautiful decor and they entertained first rate. Again, check out that Eat With Your Eyes first episode. You'll see what I mean about the Tibbetses. Now, they were all about serving and mingling family with business. These are things that they never taught me by telling me, but by showing me. Because I got to go there on a regular basis with my mom, with my stepdad. These are my stepdad's parents. They made their business deals and they built their relationships with employees and their employees' families at the dinner table in their home. Oh, by the way, they had their own cook. They had a live-in cook also. That was super cool. Her name was Dorothy, and she could cook. We would go over there for dinner, and there would always be someone else there, not just our family. This is what I mean by mingling their family with their business. It might be one of their employees and their employees' family. It might be a potential business prospect, possibly a grocery store manager, someone they wanted to build a better relationship. And you know what? They literally cut business deals at the table. Monty was a sales machine. And his son, my stepdad, Paul, learned a lot from his father. And so did I, just by getting the chance to watch him in action over the years that I was living with my mom and stepdad. So back to the movie exchange. I was there for two years. In this podcast, I would like to share with you a fun story about swatting flies. So what are your flies? And my hope is that you can deeply connect swatting flies 
to the mindset of speeding up your cleaning. This episode will be a great companion to the one I did recently, Optimizing is More Mental Than Physical. So let's roll. During one of these summers, Grandma Shelley sent me into an unused overflow office area. Now, during the late 80s and 1990s, the movie exchange was rapidly growing a previewed VHS division. Now, they did have rental stores. You can go rent movies. That doesn't exist anymore, obviously. But this was big back in the 80s and early 90s. They started this new division where they would get access, I'm not sure how, to tons of movies that are new but already viewed, pre-viewed. They would go through a process to bring them into the warehouse, sort them, and only keep the ones that were working, and then they would shrink wrap them inside of their movie jacket, label them with a price, and send them off to a grocery store chain to be placed on a corner display in the video rental area. And my stepdad, Paul, was a part of this. This is what he did as a salesperson. He was acquiring accounts for this division of the movie exchange. And in the summer after this, I worked in the actual office of the movie exchange where I got to take these movies and movie jackets and shrink wrap them. The shrink wrap machine was fun. You put the movie in it and it heats up. And then you get the hair dryer and you you blow it. It shrinks. It's like so therapeutic. It's like vacuuming a carpet full of cat hair. Okay, if you're not a solo cleaner or if you're not a cleaner in general, that last statement would make no sense to you. But if you are, you're like, oh, that sounds fun. Get myself a hair dryer. Okay, so moving on. So I had done that the the summer after. Now, this particular summer at age 13, I was on the front side of this process. When they acquired these tapes, which were in the warehouse, somehow they were getting the movie jackets for them. They weren't together. I'm not really sure how this worked. Or maybe they were separated and they had to check the movies and then they put the boxes of movie jackets, which are also called movie covers, in a separate box, whatever their system at the beginning, they had this extra rental part, I guess, of their office that wasn't being used. And there was a large 40 by 30 foot room. And then there was two side rooms. One was empty and one had like wall to wall boxes in it. And Grandma Shelley took me over there on the first day of my job. And this was something I was going to do Monday through Friday Five hours a day, roughly 25 hours a week as a 13-year-old. I believe that's what my hours were. But it was awesome to get a check at the end of the week. I made minimum wage, but $3.85 was smoking as a 13-year-old in 1990. I had some bank. I just didn't like that they took taxes out. I was like, Grandma like, what's up with this FICA, Meta, whatever it's called? What's up with that? Oh, you just wait to learn about that, Kenny. I don't want to learn about that, Grandma Shelley. Oh, well, it's part of the law. Anyway, back to my experience this summer. Shelley took me over to the empty offices, and she showed me the different rooms. She showed me the office full of boxes. She cut one open, showed me where the box cutter was, the tape, the marker, the empty boxes, and she pulled one of the boxes down, and inside was a box of assorted movie jackets all different names all different genres just thrown into the box i said grandma shelly are all the boxes like this she says yup here's what i want you to do kenny this summer 
I'm going to be bringing more boxes out here throughout the summer. I want you to take these boxes and I want you to alphabetize these jackets. I said, Grandma Shelly, do you really mean like alphabetized by letter? She says, that's what alphabetized means. And she says, okay, well, that's your job. Uh, Good luck. And she left. Oh, by the way, Kenny, feel free to come and ask me questions. I'm just over here in my office. And she had a really nice plush office in the main building. And I would go over there that first day, two, three, as I was trying to figure stuff out. And I would have to wait. I'd be. This is a great lesson, too. I'd be at the door of the office looking in and waiting. And she would always be talking to someone, smiling, giggling. And that person, that employee, would be treating Grandma Shelley with utter respect. Like, wow, she really is amazing at developing culture. And I wasn't thinking that at 13, but I think that now. Wow, she was amazing at at people and developing culture and creating loyalty. And those people were the same ones I had seen for dinner at the house. And so look at it all come together. I'm learning, I'm watching. And I think Grandma Shelley was intentional there. I think she was teaching me because she has the heart of a teacher. And let me be completely honest. My first couple questions to her were, Grandma Shelley, are you serious? This is what I'm supposed to do this summer? (laughs) She did not break into a smile, completely stone-faced. Well, yeah, that's what I'm paying you for. Okay, I was just making sure. Uh, Okay, here's the next question. And then I would have a more serious question. And over the first few days, I was gathering the parameters. I was figuring stuff out. I would take a box, I would empty it, and I would try and organize the box by letter. Okay, here's A, here's D, here's F. And I would try and alphabetize one box and realizing after three hours, this might be the world's longest project. I need a better system. I knew that as a 13-year-old. So at this point, I started getting more motivated. Like, how could I do this better? This is the early stages of the engineer Ken coming out. And I would go back and my questions changed from, so do I really have to do this? To, Grandma Shelley, what are the parameters? What is the goal here? Can you define, no, I didn't say it this way as a 13-year-old, but along these lines. Grandma Shelley, can you define what success looks like? When I'm finished this summer, what will I have accomplished? And then she would tell me, well, Kenny, that's a great question. All of the boxes that come in over the course of the summer, they will all be alphabetized by letter. She did go on to give me a huge break and say, you don't have to alphabetize within each letter, like S-A before S-B. There's no SB, (laughs) SE before SF. Darn it, I did it again. (laughs) You get the point. So, but I had to have all of the S's together and they needed to be nicely organized boxes. And that's when it clicked. I devised a system within a few hours of hearing the parameters and hearing the goal. And isn't it amazing? Once you know what has to be done and you know what the success looks like, you can now go after that. And that's what I did in my cleaning business years later. So here's the system I developed. And I remember this because, well, trust me, you do a job like this for summer, you won't ever forget it either. I started here. 26 letters, 26 boxes. I built them up from the bottom, left the top flaps open, got the black marker, put a big A on the side of a box, and then a B, and so on. And I lined them around the three walls of this room. And then I got four boxes from the small office, cut the tops off, 
put them in a square, and now I had four boxes that were in the center of the room, and I had all of the lettered boxes that were empty around the perimeter of the room. And my thinking was, okay, get jackets out and get them into the right box. And I'll just fill up the boxes, the individual letter boxes, and then organize them, close them, and just keep doing that until all these are empty. And that would be a approach that is sort of like batching. It's just an efficient way of doing it. I like that. And Grandma Shelley would kind of check in on me. Hmm, interesting. What are you doing here, Kenny? Well, I got these lettered boxes, and here's what I'm going to do. Very smart. And then she'd walk back to her office. I said, okay, I'm on the right track then. Cool, I'll keep going. Here's the next thing I did. I got my amazing Beatles Greatest Hits 1962 to 1966 double cassette tape. I put it on my Sony Walkman. I remember it was yellow. It had these sweet earbuds, and I would throw them in my ears, and I'd hit the play button, and I'd be jamming. Can't buy me love. I want to hold your, you know, that kind of stuff. Help. I need some help in this office. Help. Okay, that was a little bonus content there. But I loved the Beatles in my teenage years. I still do. They're a great band. And then I played Frisbee. Okay, this is the part that... It's a part of the system, but it exposes the fact that I am 13 years old and I was getting paid to throw things. This is super cool. This job is getting a little bit better because I made it fun. In the beginning, my shot was terrible and I would miss so many times. I would aim for the T and it would end up in the S. Sometimes it would take a little hook and the movie jacket would go from S and land in like M. I'd have to stop what I was doing, walk over to the M, retrieve the S, put it into the S box. It would take up time. I was starting to see over time as I developed the system that I would put the second half of the alphabet in my right hand and the first half of the alphabet in my left hand. Why? Because then I could lean to the right with the second half of the alphabet and toss to the right. I could lean to the left and toss to the left. So I got good with both hands. Then the next change I made was I started taking steps toward the boxes. So yeah, that means I'm not just standing in the middle of the room throwing them across this 30 by 40 room. I was walking a few steps toward it. And by increasing my accuracy and being closer, I wasn't missing the S. I was getting it in the S like 9 out of 10 times. And I got more and more accurate, even with my left hand. Now, sometimes I was tossing into a box from a foot away. It's hard to miss from a foot away. But of course, I challenged myself and I made the day fun. Then when the four boxes in the center of the room were empty, I would break them down and put them on the side and get four new boxes and repeat the process over and over again. Now, when one of the lettered boxes would fill, I would then get a new box, write S or T or V on that box and slide it in front and close up the one behind it. Just fold it closed. I didn't tape it at this point. So then I had a a second layer. By the end of my shift, I might have two or three deep on a certain level. Obviously, the queue was one box for the entire summer. Okay, I believe probably Z as well, but S and like A and N and, you know, the common letters T. There is a ton of, I mean, the That was a hard one. I had to ask Grandma Shelley about that. What about movies that start with the? Do you want the rookie to be in R or to be in T? And she would tell me I want that in T. 
great. So I would have a lot of teas. And at the end of the day or the end of my shift, I would leave at least an hour so that I could take the finished lettered boxes and then organize them. Now, I didn't have to alphabetize them within the letter, but I did make sure that they were lined up so that if you opened the box, you could see all of the titles from the same side. So you can easily read the titles scanning in there. And that's what my grandma Shelley wanted as the parameter. She wanted her warehouse people to be able to open one of these S or T boxes and clearly and quickly see all the titles, pull the one out they need, and move on. And take it to the shrink wrap machine down line for the hairdryer. Okay, <laughs> I had to. I couldn't resist. Grandma Shelley would check in from time to time. And wouldn't you know it, over the course of the summer, I did complete my job. And I did a great job at it. And even recently... I asked Grandma Shelley, because I knew I wanted to make a podcast on this. Grandma Shelley, was that busy work for a teenage boy to teach him a lesson? Or did you really want those things alphabetized? And here's what she said. I did want them alphabetized. It was part of our system. And she said this, Kenny, you made the job fun by creating those little displays while alphabetizing the jackets. It was summer and you always wore a red baseball hat. (laughs) Those were her memories when I texted her, I guess, a month ago about this. But that's not the end of the story. It wasn't about creating a great system and finishing the job. There is more to this. I have not talked about flies. Let's get into that now. First of all, I was getting paid by the hour. So you may be wondering what motivated me to work harder for the same money. Why would I care? Why would I want to do this system to get more efficient? Well, there's pride, and I wanted to be better. I wanted my grandma Shelly to be proud of me. But I will say this. I would get so bored at times. And I knew I was getting paid by the hour, so it didn't matter what I did. As long as I got done what I needed to get done, by the end of the summer, I could pace myself. But it got so boring at times. You can only throw so many movie jackets before you need a stinking break. So I would go over to the break room in the building next door where Grandma Shelley was, and they had these pretzels. I think they were like, what, 25 cents or something like that. I mean, that represented like 15 minutes, or not that much, but it represented an amount of work that I was doing, but it was an investment. I was hungry, I needed a break, so I would take like a 15-minute break, have a pretzel. I might take the long way outside back to the building. I might listen to my Beatles and, and change the sides and take more time, and there was one other thing that I would do. Whoa, there's one. Off I go. Doesn't matter what I was doing. Mid-throw, doesn't matter. There's a fly. I would try and swat that fly. I would chase that fly around this office until I annihilated that fly. Don't know why it's the teenage urge within me. And over the course of the summer, I developed a scoring system. I was a professional fly killer. I could have worked for Orkin or one of those companies, but I made another system, a system for killing flies. I had an awesome swatter taped cardboard. I looked like I had a baton, like a policeman's baton, and I'd run around the rooms with this baton chasing a fly. (laughs) If there was cameras in there, Grandma Shelley would have just been cracking up. And I go and I find the fly and crack, he lands in a box, crack, boom. Yeah, there was a few boxes that were dented. Hey, there's the S box, Grandma Shelley. What's that dent? Oh, and what's that smudge on the corner? Oh, that's just the fly. I got him for you. Okay, great. Now I also got a thousand others that summer. But what is the point of this? Here's the point. I 
was building a system. I was developing a routine. And as you do a routine, you get faster and faster. But the fly would come. And when the fly came, there goes Kenny, the 13-year-old fly killer. And he would stop his work, stop his routine, stop the momentum he had built up with maybe 10 good throws in a row and chase a fly. And sometimes it might be 20 minutes until I got back to those boxes. And I'd have to start all over again. Oh, where was I? What? I had a couple on the floor. Oh, there's the F. There's an S. Get my hands a little back up again. You can see how I was losing efficiency. Now, had I been paid by the box, I think I would have been different in my mindset. So if you're wondering if you should ever charge by the hour or by the job, let this be a lesson. Charge by the job. Because if I was paid by the box, I would have worked much differently. I would not have been distracted by these flies. Nevertheless, at the end of the summer, Grandma Shelley was super happy with all the completed boxes. I was happy to have all the money. And Audubon, Pennsylvania, in the summer of 1990, had a decrease in the population of flies. All right, let's wrap up this podcast with some serious thought process. Years later, I developed a similar system for cleaning houses. I didn't have any coaches, any online support. It was just me and my quote-unquote 26 boxes. They weren't really 26 boxes, but what the 26 boxes represented was what I now call the ISO model, which stands for Initialize, Stabilize, Optimize for Solo Cleaners. This model got me to where I am today. I did charge by the box slash charge by the client. I did build a system that allowed me to speed up the work that I was doing to make more money per house, which is an amazing thing to do. But just like my summer job at the movie exchange, there were many flies that would distract me and steal my efficiency. And I see this in so many solo cleaners. So I want you to tune in right now. You're listening to this podcast. You might be cleaning this very minute. I want you to really grab onto this. I want you to really listen. Are you ready? What are your flies? Social media will steal your time. Beep, beep, beep. Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, YouTube, new video comes out. All these things that are out there, email, text, these things will steal your time and break you from the routine that you just built, steal your momentum, and you will have to start over and you will lose time. The momentum is precious. Don't lose your momentum. Hey, you're listening to a great podcast or audiobook. Awesome. But you stop to take some notes. And that has just stolen your time as well. Hey, some of your customers, they like to talk. Blah, 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 blah. And my brother, my sister, my aunt, my uncle. Great, awesome, chatty customers. They will steal your time if you let them. It's good to talk to your customers, but don't let them steal your time. You need to get in and out. You have other people to go serve. Carelessness will steal your time. Example, breaking my vacuum cleaner by doing something stupid, not screwing my bottles all together, and the thing falls and half the contents of the bottle spills on the floor and I lose 15 minutes. Or you vacuum over a penny, <laughs> rips apart the inside of my turbo head. Fun, sit on the floor, takes stuff apart, kills momentum, kills time, steals my time. How about this? Getting phone calls. My wife would call. I talked to her. Calls from friends, calls from siblings, calls from my mom. They're all great calls. People calling for, they want to hire me. All great calls, but they all steal my time. So I had to figure out what I could do. Bluetooth was a solution. Earbuds with a microphone was a solution. I could do multiple things at once. But these things all stole time. How about this? Getting tired while you're cleaning due to poor sleep or health habits. 
you can lose time because you are not in shape. And it takes some time to get into solo cleaning shape. And I encourage you to do that. Get that routine. Get that momentum. You don't have to run around the house to be fast. But you do need to have controlled movements that are muscle memory. You know what you're doing. You can literally drive yourself to a house. The same muscle memory that you get to the house with without realizing you did it is the same way you clean a house. Each of these time stealers were my flies as I was building this great cleaning system, the ISO model. Once I realized that I could earn more per hour with increased efficiency, listen up, I started ignoring the flies. I started ignoring the flies. You see, the flies will come. The real test will come when you have to choose between a temporary pleasure of swatting the flies or the long-term pleasure of an optimized, high-paying house. You have to choose. You have to choose. So I ask you, Solo Cleaning School, what are your flies? Thank you for listening to Solo Cleaning School. Class is dismissed. <laughs>